Welcome to the Rosenbox, where dancers go for show prep and candid chat. I'm Claire Kretschmar, and I'm Aron Sands, and we are dancers with New York City Ballet. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Rosenbox. It's me, just me again. Aron is still in Spain, and I hope he's having a great time performing and rehearsing there. Today, we are going to have a fun episode. We are going to talk about the winter season highlights with two dancers from the company. So we'll be sharing stories from the winter season, everything running the gamut from joyful uh, to more serious to funny to crazy. In one season, there's always so much that goes on. And it does take a significant amount of time afterwards to reflect on all of the things that have happened. And sometimes as a dancer, you would have that time to reflect and to think about all of those different kinds of moments. And then other times you just have to jump right in to the next project or even rehearsals for the next season, which I know can be challenging actually between the nutcracker season into the winter season in particular. So all of the dancers at New York City Ballet have just experienced that long haul of rehearsing for Nutcracker, performing six weeks of Nutcracker shows, and then they went straight into winter season rehearsals and winter season shows, which featured the premieres of two new ballets, which that's always a lot of work to put together something entirely new. So I'll be excited to hear from these dancers, and it'll be interesting as well because Mary Elizabeth Sell, who we will be talking to, has been a longtime core dancer and someone that I've gotten to know throughout my time at New York City Ballet because when I got in, Mary was there, and we did a lot of core to ballet parts together. And then Anna Snellgrove is new to the company and someone who I just spent the final chapter, like, months only with Anna as a member of the company and when I was in the company. So it'll be an interesting dynamic to have these two different voices in the room together and to share the different perspectives from where they're at. So let's welcome them to the Rosenbox. All right. Welcome Mary Elizabeth Sell and Anna Snellgrove to the Rosenbox. I'm happy you guys are with me. Hi, Claire. Hi. Hi, Claire. Yeah. Happy to be here. Yeah. So this will be great. We're going to talk about the winter season, like all of these stories that you guys have experienced from the past that I actually haven't witnessed as in-depth as you have because I'm not with the company anymore. But in a way, I've still been around. I've come to some shows and also been doing the podcast. So, But anyway, I want to hear from you guys. But first, before we do that, can you introduce yourself just tell us where you are from, where you grew up, and when did you join the company? And then how long have you been in the company, too? Yeah. All right. This is Mary Elizabeth Sell. You can call me Mary. I grew up in Wilton, Connecticut, so not far from the city. And I trained all the way through the School of American Ballet, the official school of New York City Ballet. I joined the company as an apprentice in December of 2005 and joined as a core member in 2006. And I have been with the company for 18 years. <laughs> wow, 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 <laughs> fabulous. I'm Anna Snellgrove. I'm from State College, Pennsylvania, and I just joined the company two Decembers ago. So I've been here for a little longer than a year. 
Okay, so you joined December 2021. One. Yes. Okay, for Nutcracker. Yes. Mm-hmm. But that was when the whole COVID oh, yeah. issues mm-hmm. were happening. So we were supposed to start for the last two weeks of Nutcracker, and then they canceled everything. Right. So then our technically our first season was winter season. So I guess, yeah, I've done a full year. But um, I got my core contract in November of 2022. So Congratulations. Thank you. That's exciting. Thank you. So uh, pretty fresh still. <laughs> yeah. But you've already gotten to do, like, some really quality ballets. I know. It's... And you got to do them this season, right? Yes. The winter. So tell us about the ballets that you did in this past season. So the ballets I was originally supposed to do this season were Walpurgisnacht episodes and Sleeping Beauty, I believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I, last minute, opening night of Donizetti, got thrown into Donizetti because the person I was understudying tested positive for COVID. <gasps> on that day? <laughs> on that day. Wow. And so I was just like, okay, I guess I guess we're doing this now. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, so those those were the ballets I performed this season. So. Wow. Was the Donizetti Variations, was that opening night of the whole season? Yes. <gasps> so it was, like, very beginning. And was it the first ballet? Uh, yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. We know how daunting that ballet <laughs> Exactly. No, no. Yeah, Mary and I, we've done Donizetti Variations in the past. And yeah. actually, before the podcast, I was like, I think we've done it together. I found a photo. You did? Yeah. I'll have to share it with you. I found a photo yes. of us doing Donizetti, or after Donizetti Variations. But Donizetti, so challenging. Yeah. A lot of steps. Yes. You're really dancing as a core member. I know. I. That's what I found the most fun about it because you're just doing all these steps that I guess you would technically do in class or variations so it was fun to actually do those on stage because you you are dancing on stage but sometimes you're not always dancing like that on stage but yeah no it I I remember Donna said it it feels like you're a principal dancer but just with With a group of three usually a lot of times you're dancing with like three mm-hmm. or six others. I was thinking the same thing. I said, you feel like a principal because totally. of how much you're dancing and the challenge of what you're dancing. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And this the stamina challenge, mm-hmm. but also like the technical challenge. Yeah. And they're featured moments for every dancer as well. Mm-hmm. That's so exciting and cool. How did I it know. go? How did It went well. It, okay. I thought it, it went well, but it was definitely, I was not expecting it to be as challenged because you're watching it in the back and you're just like oh this looks so fun like oh it's so cute and pretty and you don't expect it to be that challenging but in between the sections you just like are so out of breath and then you're like okay I can do this mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it went pretty well I thought so great that's yeah. exciting how many hours did you have between knowing that you had to fill in and then doing it so in the morning before technique class one of my friends texted me and was like, I think I have COVID, and then got tested, and they were positive. So it was like, okay, I guess I'm doing this now. So, <laughs> so between the morning, so it and was, then and the then evening. yeah, and then Tommy came in and <gasps> in the, the middle of technique class and said, "You're on tonight." <laughs> I was like, yay! <laughs> and what was it like doing the other ballets? So you did Valpurgisnacht, mm-hmm. and you did episodes. Yes. And then did you also do Firebird? Oh, did I did do, do Firebird? Firebird. That's the one I. Were you a monster? I was a monster. Okay, yeah. Mary and I also we know about <laughs> we this. We also did monster. <laughs> you, were, you were a monster with a unitard, right? Oh, I yeah. did both monsters. Oh. I did both big yellows 
And then I also did the little butterflies. And mm-hmm. fun fact, Mary is known to have done multiple, if not like all, roles in some of these iconic Balanchine oh ballets. Like, I think you are one of the few dancers in the company who's like done almost all the spots in the snow scene of the Nutcracker, something like that. So it doesn't surprise me that you have done, (laughs) like, almost all the monsters. (laughs) My range. Yeah. Um, Yeah, what was your experience like with uh, Firebird and Faust? We call it Falpurgis, not Mm -hmm. Faust a lot of the time. And then episodes. Did you have a favorite? Well, I mean... All of those are really fun for just completely different reasons. Like Firebird, you're a monster and you're jumping around on stage and you like you and your friends look absolutely ridiculous sometimes. (laughs) And it's just it's so fun because you're just moving like a monster and you also can't see who each person is. So Yeah, you have a mask. You have a mask so you kind of like are who is that? And you know. 16 years of technique training yeah. for that moment. <laughs> yes, yes exactly. totally. And you're, you're basically improving yeah. as a monster. Yeah. Yeah. On stage. So. With some ballet technique. Yes. Right? Right? I mean, right? this past some. season, yeah. some people were doing forte turns on stage oh. in the monster costume. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> step up for when I was a little complicated. I was doing I... a thriller. <laughs> yes. I thought I, think that I was, was cool. too. I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so cool. <laughs> Nobody knows I'm doing Michael Jackson. Okay, um, yeah, and how was Faust? How was Faust with the hair down? So, fun fact, that was the first ballet I danced with the company. Oh, wow. So, it revisited this year, and it was so, you know, it was kind of special to me because I was like, this is so cool. I've had a whole year in the company, and I've done so much this past year, and now we're back here, and I've had this whole year of, you know, experience that has been really cool and I I have a friend and she came up to me and said oh when we first did this ballet I didn't know really who you were because you just joined and then she's like and now we're such close friends and she said I remember looking at you at that one part and I was like oh she's I I don't really know her but like this year now we're we're friends so wow that's so great and it's it does take it just takes time to get assimilated into the company life, mm-hmm. like as mm-hmm. people and then also as artists. Mm-hmm. So that's beautiful that you had this full circle moment yeah. where you came back to the same ballet yeah. and felt more at home yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. And it's funny because I love that last finale scene with the hair down and it's just so and you, people in the wings are always saying it's like a hair commercial because the wings <laughs> always smell so good and like all the hair is just yeah it's it's very it's very beautiful to watch so and very fun to do so yeah that's great that. yeah and Mary tell us about your experience with Sleeping Beauty <laughs> Sleeping Beauty well it was very different than all the other times that yep. I've gotten to dance the ballet this season around I was not doing any dancing roles I was doing an acting role because I was for the two week run I was 29 and 30 weeks pregnant wow <laughs> wow so, <laughs> I was quite pregnant in my third trimester and I performed the role of the Countess. That was all I could do this season. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful to have been out there on stage and still to be around everyone. It was just really, really special to, to be out there. Yes. 
And can you tell us, this is so cool. Like, I, I don't know of many, I mean, I don't know of many people who've done this, maybe even specifically this role of the countess as a pregnant woman. Right. But what does the countess do just generally? Like, what does she do when she comes on the stage at Sleeping Beauty? So the countess is, the way I see her is she's not the most likable or sympathetic character, actually. She should be a little bit annoying, but she is always trying to get the attention of the prince and get him to marry her. Mm -hmm. And I think he's a little put off by her pushiness, shall we say. (laughs) So, you know, I was definitely physically not the same as this character. Yep. So it took a lot of work, a lot of practice to figure out how I was going to embody her being someone who was very soon about to be a mother. And this woman is not near that at all in life yet. But a little bit more about her. She sort of comes out in the hunt scene. And this is when we first meet Prince Desiree. And there's a hunting picnic happening. She's sort of greeting the different people on the hunt party kind of growing very impatient because the prince seems to be taking his sweet time. When he finally arrives and she gets very clingy to him and, you know, just kind of fussy and frustrating and he sends her away. So it's a quick scene. It's, it's, you know, only maybe two minutes, so don't blink or you miss it. (laughs) But anyway, she gets sent away by the prince and she sort of walks off the stage like, ugh this guy, always in his own world, you know, and she just kind of carries on. But it was really, like I said, it was a fun challenge, acting challenge for me to think, okay, how am I going to disguise my very pregnant belly here? And um, so I practiced a lot in the mirror for that, playing with my posture and my hand gestures. And I found it worked really well to keep my hands in front of my belly, but I had to be careful not to do any gestures that drew attention, more attention (laughs) to it. And what was sort of interesting when I figured out is, you know, straight on from the front, you kind of couldn't really tell Mm, that mm -hmm. I was so pregnant, I think. (laughs) But when I turned to profile, I had to sort of tilt my hips back and pitch my shoulders forward just slightly because it created the illusion of less volume in the front and more in the back. And I think that sort of helped with making this character realistic. Yeah, I love that you took the time to figure this out. (laughs) And I'm curious, did anyone help you or was it really just you're like, I want to make this role proper? Well, a little bit of both. We definitely all joked about how this would add a whole new layer to the story, but it was important to me that I maintain the integrity of this character. And a lot of people said, oh, you love to act, which, which I do. I yeah. love doing these character roles. So they thought, you'll, you'll figure it out, you'll figure it out. But I did have the help of some of the repertory directors and coaches give me some input and say, oh, maybe don't do that because that made it really obvious. But when you did this, it really works. Because I can practice in the mirror all I want, Mm -hmm. but what 
reads from the audience when you're on stage you can't see yourself anymore so you, it's tricky to know what's reading and what is not so I took some of the notes of some of the different directors and then I went back to the mirror and because well Claire you know me this as I what I love to do I love to take time and yes really really mm -hmm. practice I feel you're kind of similar I'm very similar totally <laughs> I will just be by myself Yep, working yep, on the details, details, details. The subtlest yep. movement, mm -hmm. and that's something I think we can, we do that in class every day with our technique, but we don't often do that with our artistry, particularly mm -hmm. in the core. There's just not time yeah, to so do busy. all that. But mm -hmm. I actually had time this season because this was my <laughs> one role. So I was able to really break it down and practice each and every gesture very specific how I wanted it and yeah. um and I think it was convincing that's what I want to know I actually want to know I'm like did anyone notice anyone that you don't that didn't know you personally well, or exactly like what I sort of felt was okay if you knew if you knew I was pregnant you're looking for it so you yeah. could probably tell mm -hmm. but if you didn't know I really don't think I don't think you'd know that's cool. And the Countess, she has that big skirt with lots of patterns, right? Yes. There's lots of patterns on... The costume. That, I would love to talk about. Yeah, what does the costume look because like? Because that was another really, really big and meaningful component to this. And it was thanks to the incredible women's wardrobe, mm. specifically Olga, yeah. who custom designed and made a special insert for the costume to accommodate my ever-growing bump. Wow. <laughs> she created this gorgeous panel to seamlessly insert into the lower portion of my jacket, mm -hmm. decorated with matching lace and all hand beaded. It was really, really beautiful. And I imagine this is the first time that that has ever been done at New York City Ballet. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, yeah, it really, it meant so much to me to have this special piece of costume designed especially for me and my baby. Yeah. And that was a really so big real. deal. Totally. And gosh, our wardrobe department, they're just so gifted at what they do. And they really care. They care, again, they, they care about the craftsmanship of the garments. Yes. Then they also care about the individuals. And we have very intimate relationships with them, too. So how beautiful that you got to share this moment of being pregnant and the fruits of motherhood soon to come, you know, yes. with the wardrobe. So special. It was so, it really was so special. And oh. I'm, I'm, thank you, Olga, because she really did just such a beautiful job. Now, did you take class throughout the season, Mary? Or were you kind of doing your own thing? <laughs> I took class every single day. In point shoes? <laughs> In point shoes. Whoa. Wow. Um, did you do pirouettes? I did. I'll be honest with you, I am still doing some pirouettes. <laughs> oh my. But I think probably by next week I will not. Wow, that <laughs> is, I, I can't even imagine. I know. Like it's, what that must feel like what? to have this like orb attached to you mm -hmm. as you pirouette. Well, I turn a little bit slower, I will say. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm definitely being very, very cautious yeah. in how I do it. And I, and I was all throughout season, you know, I won't do anything, any other turns. It's yeah. just simple pirouettes from fourth position yep. because those I know I feel very in control. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I am being very, <laughs> I am being very, very careful and cautious, but I really 
felt so good after taking class every day, so I knew that I wanted to keep going. And even though as my pregnancy progresses and time goes on, I am able to do less and less in class, what I can do just feels so joyful. Yeah, yeah. wow, yes. And I know you're saying like moving can sometimes feel more peaceful in your body than like returning over on your side or something yes. like that. Like. Yes, absolutely. Like I, I was saying that I find that doing my plies and my tendus and all the fondues, everything is much more comfortable for my body than shifting from one side to the other in bed. <laughs> Having to switch sides, yeah. <laughs> that is much more challenging for <laughs> me. It's much more natural to be in my point shoes dancing. I feel comfortable. Yeah. So I'm, I am still taking class and hopefully I can do it for a couple more weeks. But he has actually done quite the repertory already. So in the fall season, I knew I was pregnant, but no one else in the company knew yet. So it was still a secret. And I actually danced every single night in multiple ballets, knowing I was not alone. I had my little buddy with me. Wow, that's really special. Hey, it was really, really special. And... Oh. What was funny, my husband reminded me that uh, my partners didn't know that they were actually lifting two people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's so special that he actually has been performing with me for so long. And doing all these ballets we did while Pergish knocked, we did Everywhere We Go, we did Concerto DSCH, Symphony in Three Movements, Symphony in C, Firebird. It, I mean, it was everything. It was such a full season, and it was like my little secret. Yeah. All along. And these are and such iconic pieces mm -hmm. in the New York yes. City Ballet repertoire, yes. and so many pieces too that you love. Like I that love you these you ballets. love. Mary has such a deep love for ballet, and that's, yeah, just so wonderful. <laughs> I do. And, yeah, and so like how exciting that you get to share that with your little boy. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Exactly when we found out, I, I was like, Mary was doing Symphony in C, third movement, pregnant? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's already challenging enough, and now she's like, oh my gosh. I remember we were all just like, oh my gosh. I know. It was so funny. It was like one of those things, too, because I really wish that people had known I thought if people only knew you know oh my gosh we did divert mento number 15 mm -hmm. to I mean it was unbelievable <laughs> how many ballets were packed into that season and yeah they're all challenging enough but but you know I had had a little encouragement out there so that yeah. was yeah it was really really it gives you perspective as well you're like oh for sure yeah you know the things that you're like you've got so anxious about or right it kind of like oh have a friend with me. Exactly. I don't need anything. I don't have to worry about anything. Exactly. Yeah. I really, it did give me a confidence and mm -hmm. ease that I don't think that I had before, yeah. which is really, so interesting. it was really nice to yep. sort of have that out there. Wow. This is all very exciting. I'm going to switch subjects a little bit. I want to look at the winter season from like a broader perspective. So we're going to get into the new ballets. I want to know, did, did you guys see the new ballets? So we had Justin Peck's Copeland Dance Episodes that premiered. Yes. And we also had Fortuitous Ash by Kirati Gina Kunwipat. And I'm curious, were you able to see rehearsals or a performance of these pieces? And if so, what caught your eye about these two new works? 
Well, I was actually understudying the new Justin Peck ballet. Okay. And I don't know if, like, catching my eye is the best way to describe it, but I thought it was really interesting to see how the ballet sort of evolved into what it became compared to when we first started in our new Peck Copeland week of, you know, just trying things out and rehearsing. And I thought it was really cool to see that final you know, work Mm -hmm. of everything and everybody and also just knowing how long we had rehearsed it and, you know, how that work paid off because it was a really inspiring, beautiful work. Yeah, it was a huge feat. I think it was something like 70, 80 minutes long, something like that without intermission. Mm -hmm. And to create anything of that magnitude is incredible. And then when you're rehearsing something, you just start out with all those pieces of the puzzle, basically. And you finesse those pieces of the puzzle. And then for the whole rehearsal process, you kind of don't know what it's going to be like. And you don't always know where your choreography fits in to the Mm -hmm. rest of the ballet. So you're like, I know I have this uh, duet with so-and-so here. I know somebody else is working on, like, uh, a group dance, but I don't <laughs> yeah. know, like, I don't know where they go. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, to see these things come together, and especially as an understudy, mm-hmm. you have to be very attentive. Mm-hmm. Did you understudy multiple people or just one person? I just understudied one person, but I, you know, I noticed when she would get put into a different part than what the normal thing was, and, yeah. Did you have to substitute for any rehearsals? I don't think so. Wow. I, yeah. Well, I you think... did the big Donizetti sub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the day of the opening night. You're like, that's the sub. That's, that that's my sub for the season. season. Yeah. <laughs> did you get to see the new Copeland so or be, a, be I... around the rehearsals? Or were you just totally taking care of, like, well, mother and baby? <laughs> what's interesting is I was an understudy for the new Copeland as oh, well. Because the baby was still still a secret yeah, at this you point. Hadn't told anyone. <laughs> I had not told anyone yet. It was still too soon. So what was really unique about this process was, as Anna was saying, we actually had like an intensive week of rehearsals solely devoted mm-hmm. to the ballet, mm-hmm. which we don't typically never, get. Never. We never get that. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it is. And so that was really cool to just sort of get in this zone and stay there the whole time. And Claire, you've danced a lot of Justin ballets, and I've danced a few of them, but also been an understudy for quite a few, which I actually really love. Mm -hmm. I love both being a part, but Mm -hmm. also being an understudy because being a little bit in the back of the room, I realize Justin is very specific in the way he wants a dancer's where he wants a dancer's energy Mm -hmm. to be placed within a movement, but while still allowing the individual expression of or or natural movement of that. So that was very much a part of this process, I noticed. It was, he was really intentional about the energy of how people were moving. And so I could see that, but also, as Anna was saying, once the other elements started to come in, the dancers got to the stage, and then the lighting came in, and the costumes, and then the orchestra. I came to opening night to watch from the audience, and it was just a full spectrum of 
like humanity and emotions. It was really, really incredible to see that. But each piece is what made it that. Mm -hmm. Individually, each component was brilliant, but coming together is what made it such a fulfilling ballet to watch and eat whole evening. And I like that you could sort of, and I sometimes find this with Balanchine ballets too, that you can find a story if you want to. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're looking for a story, you can see a story, but you don't have to see a story. You can just experience the whole spectrum of emotions from start to end. And I thought that was so, so special with this ballet. Yeah, and when you're talking, I'm thinking too about how all these pieces of the puzzle were so important, and especially also Ellen Warren, who used to be a mm-hmm. dancer with yes. New York City Ballet, um, and she was around when I got into the company. Yeah. We overlapped for a few years, I think, maybe. But she did the costumes, Ellen Warren. She did. Yeah, she mm-hmm. did the costumes for the new Justin Peck piece, and how full circle that is to have mm-hmm. a former dancer come back and make costumes. So, right. yeah, right. very much you did feel, when I, I, I got to see it as well, and you felt like it was a huge family affair. Right, it's very, so vibrant. Very, very vibrant yeah. family affair, yeah. Yes, and how about the Fortuitous Ash by Kirati? Were you understanding that, Anna? No, I was not, but I did step in on one of the costume completes that they had and I thought it was good I will say like I only watched it that one time so I didn't you know I wasn't able to see it multiple times and add different you know see different things Mm -hmm. and it was more of just a one big picture but I thought it was really great I thought the dancers were really good I liked the costumes a lot actually yeah they were like unitards they were unitards and they were yeah they were like these vibrant colors and I, th- I thought they looked really flattering Yeah, with like a everybody. little pattern. I think there was like a little kind of pattern mm-hmm. on them. And then there were some new dancers who got some big opportunities, right, mm-hmm. in this piece. Because this was one of those pieces where it's like all principal casting. Mm-hmm. You know right. how on our casting, right. sometimes we have the the names are in big when you're a principal and then they're smaller they names underneath. Yeah. They get smaller. <laughs> As the smaller. size of the group gets larger, the names have to get smaller. Yeah. But you are no less important. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, but that, that was one of those ballets where it's like all principals. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. All the roles. Right. The roles were, were very principal roles. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very yeah. featured. Which is always exciting yeah. for young dancers, especially you're like, oh, right. wow. Yeah. This is big. Yeah, that is a big opportunity, a new ballet. Yeah. And speaking of principal dancers, we had Jared Angle retired. Yes. Did you guys get to, were you around for that? I came I came to watch. So right. I, he, he danced Firebird for his final performance. And I would have been a princess in mm-hmm. Firebird. Because not only have I done the monsters, now I'm <laughs> a princess. <laughs> and so I was not able to dance princesses this season. But I, of course, knew I was not going to miss his final performance. So... You know, I've known Jared now for almost two decades wow. and gotten a few moments on stage with him, which have were total highlights. But uh, it was so special to come back and watch him were you, in this great role. Were you backstage or did you have a seat in the audience? I watch from backstage. I always like to watch mm-hmm. retirements from backstage yeah. because that is where I spent most of my time watching these dancers. Yeah. So to me, I like to be really up close and see all the emotions on their faces. And 
sort of give my energy back to them. And yeah. So yeah, I watched I watched from the wings. Yeah, you really yeah, you do feel that connection when people are in the wings and you want to yeah, be imparting just joy and radiance, right. gratitude mm -hmm. for those moments that you had with the person retiring. So right, right. Um, and Anna, I'm assuming you were a firebird. I monster. was a monster. <laughs> um, how, how was that performance in particular for the monsters? Were the monsters extra monstery? Yeah, I'm I, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but I I know that there's this one section where the monsters are kind of pushing the prince. Oh yeah. And you know, yep. kind of throwing him around yep. everywhere. The jelly roll. And oh. The jelly roll. <laughs> oh yeah, there's something called the jelly roll. The jelly roll, the jelly roll. <laughs> um but it was very I think a very lively monsters that performance. So I bet Jared had fun too. Mm -hmm. I bet he had fun in that part. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. And we had the promotion of four dancers to the role of principal. That's yes. right. Yeah. So we had Roman Mejia Emily Garrity, Isabella Lafreniere, and Mira Nadon all got yes. promoted from soloist to principal. Mm -hmm. And were you guys around for that? Or uh, was this, this was during Sleeping was, Beauty maybe was, that this happened? I think it was the last, the very last show of Sleeping Beauty and oh, the very wow. last show of the season. And I had gone upstairs to the dressing rooms already, but I'm pretty sure right after the show, they all did their curtain calls and then John Stafford, I'm assuming, pulled yeah. them over and told them the news, which is very exciting. And we were all upstairs and we got an email that they had all gotten promoted and we were just like, oh, my God. Well, if before, even before the email, I heard all this shouting and <laughs> celebration would, coming from the other dressing rooms. And I was like, OK, something happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, word travels fast. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> the David H. Koch Theater. <laughs> yeah, which is um, another point, too. The company is so new and so young. Yes. There are so many faces that even, like, in the shows that I watched, I was trying to figure out who are these dancers. Right. right. And so now we have these new principal dancers who are, you know, young in a way at their rank because they right, were just promoted. Right. We have all of these new, young literally young right. <laughs> dancers in the core and apprentice yeah. ranks and like you even Anna I would put you in that category and I'm curious what is it like right now where you both are at to see this freshness of the company and new faces especially Mary coming from this lens of having been in the company a lot and then Anna you're so fresh right it's really wonderful to see ballets that I have been doing for a really long time through the eyes of <clears throat> the new generation of dancers. I think it actually helps keep things fresh for me. I mean, the ballets are so brilliant, they'll always be fresh. But sometimes you get very comfortable dancing a ballet with the same people and that's enjoyable to have that comfort and that camaraderie that you develop through the years. But ballets do need new dancers to bring new energy to them. So I think that sometimes I think, you know, oh, it, it's supposed to feel a different way. You know, I have this set idea of what, uh, how I grew into the ballet but then I'll remember but this is how I felt when I started in this ballet and now I feel very different performing it and so it's 
I'm always impressed by the younger dancers' quickness and maturity in the ballets, how how quickly they get there. And I feel like, wow, it took me years mm-hmm. sort of to to arrive where where they are able to so quickly. But it's also special to see this new generation get the opportunity to dance these ballets that I love so much. I love Walpurgisnacht mm-hmm. and have so much fun dancing that. And so, you know, I wasn't able to dance it this season, but that usually is very young dancers mm-hmm. in that ballet. I love to see the young dancers get really excited the way I still get excited about these ballets. So I feel like even though I've been doing them a long time, I I still feel new and fresh in them. And I'm glad to be dancing with so many other people who also feel that way. Wow, that's such a joyful answer. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. It's it's just it's really honest and it's true yeah that's even better (laughs) (laughs) and Anna how about you what's your experience been like so far I still definitely feel like I'm trying to sort of figure everything out um I mean just being in the company is very inspirational you know you just have so much talent around you I definitely feel that the help of like Mary and some of the more senior especially core dancers is so helpful especially for some of the trickier ballets or something like symphony in three with all those counts oh yeah and you know the help with everybody kind of being a community of sorts and just helping everybody out and saying no this is actually what you should be doing and Mm -hmm. it's okay because sometimes it's not always specified so when somebody who's done the role before or has lots of experience is saying, hey, you might want to do this instead. It's, it's, it's helpful. Yeah, it helps so. to have that, that artistic eye that, again, Mary was saying, like, sometimes the core, you just don't have all the time to explore the artistry as, as well as you would like to because right. you're learning, like, 15 ballets in four weeks. Right. Something like that, you know, so it yeah. does help to have those right. older dancers. And I remember that, too. So right. that makes complete sense. Well, yeah. I felt always felt like that was, you know, a percentage of the, what you're learning. You learn where you need to be and you learn your steps from from our rep directors and particularly our incredible Rosemary Dunleavy, who is in charge of the court of ballet. You know, she's she is brilliant and you can learn what you need to know from her. But there's also a lot that I learned from the dancers that were the generation ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And that is, I think that's something that's special to this. I don't know if it's unique to New York City Ballet, but it is part of the learning process, is mm-hmm. learning from the other dancers. Because things also... Ballets evolve, as we know, they evolve from generation to generation. You know, it's not going to be exactly the same that it was 10 years ago or 30 years ago. Or, so there's space for that, but certain things, particularly, you know, if you're nervous about things, more the more senior dancers, like, you can always look to them because... They figured something out to make it comfortable, and that is a part of that learning process, for sure. Yeah. 
thank you guys so much for being here and i so enjoyed this conversation it's fun to unpack the season because i was kind of present but kind of not and you have such beautiful stories to share mary i'm so excited for you to be a mother oh. and <laughs> i hope that you continue to dance in oh, whatever yes. way you know yes. Oh, yes. um and then anna i'm looking forward to seeing your career here and it's just starting so um, a lot more to come. I, <laughs> yeah, they've I'm, already I'm looking forward to yeah, everything yeah. in the future. So Great. Thank you guys so much, and have a good rest of your day. Bye. 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 <laughs>